Hello and welcome to the Most Successful You School of Psychology and Neuroscience podcast. My name is Kathy Gray. I'm a psychology lecturer and wellbeing coach. I'm also a mum of two. Um, I create online psychology courses with the goal of transforming lives with the science of mind, brain and behaviour. You can find my courses at www.mostsuccessfulyou.com. Now, the topic of this week's episode, I would say many people will relate to. It's say no without feeling guilty. How to assert yourself and set boundaries. So, okay, hands up. How many times have you said yes when you really wanted to say no? I will bet that is many of you, including myself. And in actual fact, I have two hands up. Um, what we may or may not be aware of is the effects of boundary violations on our stress and mental health and how we can create and maintain better, more healthier boundaries. So what do we mean by boundaries? So most people do know what boundaries are, but what we you know, what we would define boundaries as is you can kind of think of them as invisible lines that we draw around ourselves to define our personal space and relationships. They help us protect ourselves from being too emotionally or physically close to others. And they also help us to maintain our sense of self. So how do boundary violations affect stress and mental health? When our boundaries are violated, it can have a significant impact on our stress levels and mental health. Now, this is because boundary violations can make us feel very violated. They can make us feel unsafe and insecure. They can also lead to feelings of anger, resentment and anxiety. In some cases, boundary violations can even lead to more serious mental health problems, such as PTSD, depression and anxiety disorders. Now, the thing is, boundaries, we all try to put them in place, but how do we actually manage to maintain them? And why are we feeling so overwhelmed with saying yes, well, really, we actually mean to say no. Now, I think our modern world and social media can actually contribute to us feeling guilty about saying no in quite a few ways. What we have at the moment is a always-on culture. We're constantly bombarded with messages that we need to be available and responsive 24-7. So we've all got our mobile phones on, you know, with us all the time, 24-7. It's like our third arm. Now, this can make it really difficult to say no to requests, even if they are unreasonable or inconvenient. We've also got the compare and despair culture, so social comparison. Social media can make us feel like we're constantly comparing ourselves to others and coming up short. So this can actually give us feelings of inadequacy, which can make us more likely to say yes to requests, to feel accepted or valued. Now, there's also the FOMO, the fear of missing out. We're afraid quite often of missing out on something if we say no to a request. So this can be especially true if the request comes from a friend or family member. And we have the pressure to be perfect. We are often under pressure to be perfect in all areas of our lives. Now, this again can make it very difficult to say no to requests, even if we're already feeling completely and utterly overwhelmed. So... If you find yourself feeling guilty about saying no, it's important to remember that you're not alone. Many people, including myself, struggle with this issue in you know today's contemporary society, as we say. 
However, it's possible to overcome this challenge and it is possible to learn to set healthy boundaries. So I'm going to look at the psychology of why we say yes when we actually mean no. Now, I'm going to take you back to attachment theory. Attachment theory is a psychological theory. Um, first was um, Bowlby, um, and then he later worked with his research assistant, Mary Ainsworth. You might actually already be familiar with, with um, attachment theory. Um, but if you're not, uh, this is it in brief. Um, attachment theory is a psychological theory that describes the emotional bond that we form with our caregivers in early childhood. Now, this theory suggests that our early relationships with our caregivers shape our ability to form and maintain healthy relationships in adulthood. So for the purpose of this podcast and to save me waffling on for years, I'm going to focus on the three main types of attachment styles. So they are secure, anxious and avoidant and how each attachment style contributes to how solid the foundations of our personal boundaries actually are. Now, people with secure attachment styles, um, they feel comfortable and confident in their relationships. So this is relationships with, you know, their significant others, with their children, with their friends and family and work relationships. So they feel safe and secure and they can ask for what they need and want. But people with anxious attachment styles tend to be more insecure and independent in their relationships. Sorry, I'll say that again. They tend to be more insecure and dependent in their relationships. They might feel anxious or worried about being abandoned or rejected, and they may be overly compliant or people-pleasing to avoid conflict. This conflict is a very uncomfortable feeling for them, and is for most people, but with people with anxious attachment styles, this would actually create a huge amount of anxiety. So people with avoidant attachment styles tend to be more independent and self-sufficient in the relationship. And the reason for this is because they've learned to just rely on themselves, okay? So they may feel uncomfortable with closeness or intimacy, and they may avoid expressing their needs or feelings. They're actually able to say no simply because they isolate themselves from others. So if we had insecure attachments in childhood, we may be more likely to feel guilty about saying no as adults. Now, this is because we may have learned that our needs were not important or that we had to put the needs of others before our own to be loved or accepted. We may also have learned that saying no would lead to conflict or abandonment. The people-pleasing behaviour is a very common way that people with insecure attachment styles cope with the feelings of insecurity. People pleasers will often put the needs of others before their own and they may feel guilty or anxious if they say no to a request. They may also be afraid of conflict or rejection and they may try to avoid these things by always saying yes. So how can we create and maintain boundaries? This is absolutely essential for your mental health and well-being, no matter where you are on the scale of attachment types. So creating and maintaining boundaries, it takes time and practice. It's not something you can do overnight, you know, especially if you've been so used to saying yes for so long. There are some things that you can do, though, to get started. Now, the first thing, and this is really, really important, identify your needs and limits. What are your personal boundaries? What do you feel comfortable with? And what do you not feel comfortable with? 
You then need to communicate your boundaries to others. So let people know what your boundaries are and be assertive in enforcing them. Learn to say no. It's okay to say no to requests that make you feel uncomfortable or violated. Take a break from social media. Now, this will help you reduce the amount of comparison and FOMO in your life, and particularly if, you know, if your, your messenger's pinging every five minutes as well. Just actually deleting those apps from your phone will give you a huge amount of peace and quiet. You can control that then when you log in via your laptop or your desktop. You really do need to also focus on your own needs. So what are your priorities? What do you need to do to take care of yourself? Set time limits. Um, so set limits on your time and your energy. Do not be afraid to say no to extra commitments or responsibilities that are going to overextend you. You know, if you kind of take on more than more than you can cope with, you're not going to do a really good job anyway, are you, at the end of the day, and you're just going to burn yourself out. Now, boundaries are an important part of maintaining our mental health and well-being. So by learning to create and maintain healthy boundaries, we can protect ourselves from stress and other negative emotions. Um, now, I had a really deep think about this, actually, um, with the guilt with saying no, you know. Why do we feel so guilty when we say no? So there are actually many things that a lot of people feel guilty about. Um, so here's a couple of examples. Um, requests for friends and family. This is a real a big one. So we often feel obligated to help our friends and family, even when we don't have the time or energy. We may feel guilty saying no because we don't want to disappoint them and we don't want to let them down. This is another good one, actually, and this probably happens an awful lot now. Um, I don't know whether it's kind of, whether this was occurring more um, pre-pandemic or whether it's been a little bit more post-pandemic, particularly if you work from home. So requests from co-workers. We may feel guilty saying no to requests from our co-workers because we don't want to seem unhelpful or uncooperative. I also do think that there's an element there of fear of loss of employment, especially with the cost of living. This may actually pressurize some people into saying no, uh, saying yes, rather, when they actually mean no. Um, we may also um, feel guilty saying no because, you know, we don't want to be um, seen as a slacker or a troublemaker or an awkward person, you know. Um, requests from strangers. Now, this is a strange one. <laughs> Pardon the pun. Uh, we may feel guilty saying no to requests from strangers because we don't want to seem rude or unkind. We may also feel guilty saying no because we're afraid of making the person feel bad. And I also think that possibly it's we there may be um, you know with the social media and the FOMO and everything else. I think there may be an element of how that person will then perceive ourselves. So it kind of like the ego self, you know. They're going to think I'm really mean um, because I've refused um, to give money to charity. You know, the, when you see the chuggers outside the shop and you say no, and um, you kind of think, oh my goodness, they're going to think I'm a really um, evil person for refusing. You know, um, I mean, this comes into the requests that we can't, we feel we can't refuse. Um, so we may feel guilty saying no to requests um, that we can't refuse. So, such as, you know, requests from a boss going back to, um, to the employment. Um, sector a request from our boss or from someone in a position of authority um so you've got the obedience to authority for milgram there 
um, if anyone's familiar with that one, we may feel guilty saying no because we're afraid of the consequences of saying no. So if that is the case, stop and think to yourself, pause yourself for 30 milliseconds and ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen? Okay, because it probably isn't as bad as you think. So it's important to remember that it's okay to say no. You know, we don't have to do everything that everyone asks of us. If this is our life, yeah? We have the right to set boundaries and to protect our own time, energy and resources. If we're feeling guilty about saying no, it's important to explore why we're feeling that way. You know, are we afraid of disappointing someone? Are we afraid of being seen as selfish or uncaring? Once we understand why we're feeling guilty, we can start to address those fears and to learn how to say no in a healthy way and feel good with it, yeah? So how do you say no without feeling guilty? First thing, most obvious thing, be assertive. You know, when you say no, be clear and direct. Don't beat around the bush. Don't sugarcoat it or make excuses. However, you do need to be respectful. So even though you say no, you can still be respectful of the other person's feelings. So be prepared. If you know that you're going to be in a situation where you might feel pressured to say yes, come up with some scripts ahead of time. So this will help you feel more confident and prepared when the time comes. Remember your priorities. So really always think about your commitments within your home and family and to yourself. When you're feeling guilty about saying no, remind yourself of your priorities. What's most important to you? What do you need to do to take care of yourself? Remember the golden rule. Don't be afraid to say no. It's okay to say no. You don't have to do everything that everyone asks of you. And I'm going to say that so many times. It's our life. We're not here on this earth, as it were, to please others. Um, so if you take that perspective, this is your life, okay? Yes, it's really good to help others. But if you're at the point where you're saying yes, when really you should be saying no because you're already overloaded, then you really need to stand on two feet, stand straight, run round your shoulders, straighten your back, head up and say no. Now... If you're struggling with people-pleasing behavior, you know, this is such a common thing. It's important to remember that you're not alone. You know, there's a lot of people that have these tendencies and it's really possible to learn how to set these boundaries um, and say no in a healthy way that's really empowering to yourself without feeling the disempowerment of guilt. So there are a few things that you can do to start working on this. Now, if you remember, I said that um, people-pleasing um, behaviors were kind of related to attachment styles. So you can, you don't have to do this, okay, but you could identify your attachment style. Now, as I say, you don't need to do this because if it takes you to a dark place of uncomfortable childhood memories, then you just skip that step, okay? Just accept that actually, you no, know, I have a lot of people pleasing things. I like, you know, I'm constantly trying to please people. So just accept that as it is and don't go into the dark depths of childhood where you don't want to go okay if you are able to do that it will help you understand why you feel the way you do and it'll also give you a starting point for making changes as i say it's not necessary because you can start from actually learning a new behavior so remember what i said about my previous um, podcast uh, with the neuroplasticity once you learn how to set healthy boundaries you know that assertiveness there you'll start building those neural pathways 
Um, so your brain will be saying no before you're even aware of it. Okay. So learn about these healthy boundaries. Boundaries, remember, they're essential for maintaining healthy relationships. If you're saying yes all the time, then people won't respect you and you can't really call, you know, if they're, oh, we'll go and ask, you know, we'll go and ask um, Melanie um, to do that. She's always, she's always saying yes. You know, that means they don't really respect you, okay? And that's not what you would call a healthy relationship, whether it's in the employment sector, you know, whether it's in the home, whether it's within your families or friendship circles, okay? When you have healthy boundaries, you're able to say no to requests that you don't feel comfortable with and you're able then to take care of your own needs. You also identify your needs and limits. So remember what's what your what are your priorities, you know? What are your non-negotiables? What are the things that you are willing to compromise on? Because sometimes having a compromise of, you know, I'm really sorry, I can't do that this time, but maybe in the future I might be able to help, okay? Communicate your boundaries to others. So let people know what your boundaries are and be assertive in enforcing them. So, you know, it's consistency. You know, if you, you know, once you, once you set out on this path to change the way you view, um, you know, your priorities and how you view boundaries, you really need to stay consistent in it, okay? Because if you waver back and forth, you're not, you're just going to go around in a circle. Now, some of the underlying thoughts and beliefs behind these, we need to challenge these negative thoughts and beliefs around boundaries and whether we should say yes or no. So if you're feeling guilty about saying no, it's highly likely that you have some negative thoughts or beliefs about saying no. So identify and challenge these thoughts and beliefs and replace them with more positive ones. So practice, 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 practice saying no. Learn to say no. It's okay to say no to requests that make you feel uncomfortable or violated, remember? The more you practice saying no, the easier it will become. Start by saying no to maybe some small requests, okay? And then gradually work your way up to say no to larger requests. It's important to be patient with yourself when you're working on this. As I said, this is going to take time to change old patterns of behavior and challenging those negative thoughts and beliefs that drive people-pleasing behavior, okay? But if you're willing to put in the effort, you can learn how to set boundaries and say no in a healthy way. If you're really, really struggling, seek professional help. If, you know, if, if you're really struggling to overcome people-pleasing behavior and it's impacting your life and your mental health and well-being, then a coach or a therapist can actually help you understand the root of the problem, get to the root of that problem, so that you can then learn how to develop healthy coping mechanisms and establish sound, healthy boundaries. And always remember my final words, you're not obligated to do everything that's asked of you, no matter what social media might make you think. It's important to set boundaries and take good care of yourself. Thank you very much for listening and do tune in again for my next episode. Take care and remember, it's your life. You're not obligated. Set those healthy boundaries now.